0: The WNR Podcast is live. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the WNR Podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the Big Four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we have watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan Mike. And it is today WNR 152, part one. It's NXT TakeOver, our live show. And I'm just so excited to be here. But before we do anything and we get on to anything else, let's start with the alternate intro. And this time, it's from Ghostbusters. And this is a fantastic scene, so Dan's going to help me here. He's going to be Egon and I'll be Peter Venkman and let's start Dan you ready
1: There's something very important I ha- I forgot to tell you What Don't cross the streams Why
0: It would be bad I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad
1: thing What do you mean bad Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light
0: total Britannic reversal Right, that's bad. Okay, all right. Important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Well, later in the movie,
1: I have a radical idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the polarity flow through the gate. How? We'll cross the streams.
0: Uh, Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams? You're going to endanger us. You're going to endanger our client, the nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog.
1: Not necessarily. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive.
0: (sighs) Well, I love this plan. I'm excited. It could work. Let's do it. And yes, that is from Ghostbusters. And we just crossed streams just then, Dan. But enough about the old intro. We're here for one event and one event only.
1: almost defends the NXT
0: Championship against Alistair Black.
2: NXT Sheen on Ember Moon
0: battles Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Former
1: best friends turn bitter enemies. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in an
2: unsanctioned match. The stage is set. This is going to be awesome. This is NXT.
0: So yes, NXT TakeOver, New Orleans. We are just a couple of hours away. And Dan, are you excited for tonight's event?
1: I am quite excited, yeah. You know, there's uh, a few matches that have got a good lot of build-up. The North American title on the line. Oh. Two of our guys, two guys in the main event going for the NXT Championship that Drew McIntyre, unfortunately. All lost. right,
0: all right, all right. Don't start.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, there's a a good lot of uh, run-ins that I'm looking forward to. Gagano-Chomper.
0: Yes, that should be a fantastic match. Like I said, we'll run through the card in a little bit, uh, give you all our insight into it. We're going to have a look at the Hall of Fame, but we'll start off with a bit of NXT news.
1: News.
0: And Shawn Michaels cuts hair and he gets for the ponytail ahead of WWE WrestleMania 34.
1: Well, on Wednesday, Michaels posted a picture of himself on Twitter, sans ponytail.
0: Well, he said, me, very excited about NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania weekend. I'm all packed and ready to go.
1: Well, current WWE superstar, Kurt Hawkins, reacted to the news.
0: Um, am Michael's cut his hair. Be right back, guys. I'm going to need a minute. Then he lights candle, turns on, show me the meaning of being Lonely" by Backstreet Boys, and sits in the corner of a dark room.
1: Well, like Hawkins, wrestling fans will probably need a moment to process the clean, fresh look from Mr. WrestleMania as he prepares to arrive in NOLA for this year's Showcase of the Immortals.
0: Yeah, and we'll have more news in a little while. But, of course, last night was the WWE Hall of Fame and the WWE live tweeting during last week's Hall of Fame. And thanks for all the comments and the new followers. And here are our thoughts. Pre-show pretty pointless. But right at the end, Brian and Bree were getting interviewed and Byron Saxton had to. C- you could hear Daniel's annoyance as the show ended because as it faded away, you could hear Brian going, thanks for cutting me off, Byron, right there. <laughs> Actual show, great promo video to start. King is hosting, he's not too bad. And E&C come out. Edge and Christian are out here to induct the Dudleys. Nice to see him. Look smart, didn't they? Right, so it was a lovely moment right at the start, Down, weren't there? Yes,
1: uh, yeah, they came out to Edge's music. Christian kind of tried to induct himself into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Edge shot him down. And Christian said, well, you know, look, it's not enough that we had to get... You had, we had to come out to your music. But you also sh- embarrassed me in front of all these but a massive you-deserve-it chant from the whole crowd, and he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He
0: really does, yeah, and he's looking really smart tonight, Christian. Is Edge trying to grow back his hair a little bit?
1: One of the top three, anyway. Yeah,
0: well, exactly, one of the top three, alongside E&C and the Hardys. See, Edge mocking the internet fans and living with their mum. How wrong are you?
1: Edge and Christian should just host the whole thing, I think.
0: (laughs) This is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, they are so good together and they uh, you
1: know they're, they're the second best podcasting team yeah, well yeah yeah
0: and best. and they should be on the w network as a, a program and they should be hosting rather than having these kind of boring interviewers you know the kind of todd grisham slash um tom or todd phillips someone like Edging christian you know a little bit they could separate as well and come together during like the major interviews so they're introducing the Dudleys now i don't find it that funny um so, yeah, a couple of jokes. I think Edge and Christian fumbled a couple of times. They did say the Dudleys, without the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and the Hardys wouldn't be who they were today if it wasn't for them, which we've talked about on the uh, tag teams, haven't we, Dan, you know, about what the Hardys, Dudleys Edge and Christian did for each other, basically. Yeah,
1: know? yeah, yeah.
0: There we go. Dudleys out now.
1: Edge and Christian wearing uh, Dudley's glasses. They should have worn camo suits. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have
0: been brilliant. So the Dudley's come out, and um, it looks like Devon's going to do Bubba stops him, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, and he says, you know, for, for 25 years, all you do is say testify. To which uh, Devon responds, well, Bubba, I'm in office. So I'll tell you when, you know, I've been getting the tables... I'll tell you when to get the tables. I'll tell you when to start. I'll tell you when to move.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I say, a bit, bit, a little bit—not so bitchy there, but do you know what I mean.
1: Well, you know, it's just like me and you've been together as a team for such a like long. T- obviously, not twenty-five years yet. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, we're getting towards that way.
0: So I put lots of in jokes from the Dudleys. I don't like the huge arena because the random shouts from the fans and the woos are quite annoying, especially when it's trying to be sentimental. Do you know? What yeah, I mean?
1: yeah. I, well, I'd prefer it to be, you know. A few fans dotted about, you know, the VIP fans and, you know, obviously me and you as well, they're reporting for the WNR podcast, but I prefer it to be, like, you know, former wrestlers, wrestlers, and just a few dotted in.
0: Yeah, once Devon got started, it's good, and the first Hogan shout out of the night, and then Bubba, who was desperate to talk, look at him, itching at this much, come on, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, Devon talks, and remember, he is a mother lover, he says that he is a mother lover. Bubba's speech was good, and it was, and let's see the best bits. <laughs> yeah, not just Spike, just everyone ever. Spike shout out. Look what I put on Twitter, a little picture of Spike Dudley
1: there. <laughs> guys and girls a lot. Just a bunch of guys and dolls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's the Hall of Fame. It should have a dance number during it, and Fandango leading it. I put Some jokes worked, some jokes didn't with the Dudley boys. This is actually quite a good quote from Bubba. About May Young here,
1: the the one who power bombed for yeah, yeah, a table. Yeah. What they're saying about you know that they've got a big thanks to May Young, and uh, they're saying like you know the first night they uh, Bubba Ray slammed her, he put her down gingerly, and uh, Devon gave her the what's-up headbutt <laughs> after the slam. May Young went... <laughs> I just can't get the image of <laughs> Devon Devon flying what's through. Up? <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know, Mae Young grabbed his hand and she said to him, look, if you're going to slam me, you slam me like one of the boys. Which is fantastic in itself. Yeah. And then he goes on to say that Mae Young was the toughest man he'd ever met in his
0: life. (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
1: Well, he says there's a moment that they need to do that hasn't happened in 15 years and they call out Edge and Christian, they call out Matt and Jeff to come up here as well and they're all just going to join on the stage in one last fitting embrace, because, you know, as you know, we voted them the top three tag teams. <laughs> yeah. The order doesn't really matter. No. Brilliant embrace.
0: Yeah, Jeff Arley and Diva obviously got a special handshake. Do
1: you reckon the, uh, the Matt and Edge embrace was a bit...
2: <laughs> yeah, Hello, man. Winky Exhausty. Buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, he just, goes to, uh, he just goes to say that without these four guys, obviously referring to E&C and the Hardys they wouldn't have been over as they were. And, uh, you know, I think all four, well, all six of them helped each other out. You know, I think all six of them put each other on the map. I know they put themselves on the map originally, but all of them TLC matches that, you know, we love and adore so much is kind of helped it out.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, the Dudley's carry on talking. All of a sudden, their music plays and they get stopped by a producer who said, unfortunately, time has run out, uh, which... Uh, do you know, to be fair, the event has started and they're forty minutes in and we have just had a Dudley, so 3D. Lucky independent wrestler though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Get the, the tables, tables. Devon hoists up the producer and Bubba puts him through. The Dudleys WWE Hall of Fame twenty eighteen. I thought it was great, yeah. Um, you
1: know, and it is is a great fitting end. To their speech as well, you know, putting someone through a table. Yeah, the whole thing. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. So, up next, it is uh, Jimmy Hart, and I've just got a few notes about this one. Oh, I should say, and this is a note for the night, basically. When mentioned in the speech, don't feel the need to stand up, because it takes up a lot of time when you're mentioning the amount of wrestlers that Hillbilly Jim is. Right. So, the Hall of Fame is going to be longer than WrestleMania at this moment in time, because we are, what, an hour and 15 in, and Hillbilly said he's going to... He's going to be quick about it, and he's been talking for a half hour already. I think it's a great moment with the TLC teams, but the table spot, in my opinion, but still. Uh, Jimmy next, and he's read Hillbilly's wiki page, apparently, because he just go through all the things. And after a longer than usual intro, and Jimmy talks quick, it's Jim. And uh, I think we all want, Dan, a WrestleMania 3 reunion, don't we, for this Hall of Fame?
1: <laughs> yes, of course, we want a WrestleMania 3 reunion of Hillbilly Jim... Kid and Little Beaver. Yeah, there
0: you go. That's the two. We want to see Little People. This is a great joke, all right? There's obviously no Bruce Swayze fans here because Hillbilly comes out and goes, one guy, help me out. Bruce Swayze. No reaction whatsoever. I thought that was a funny joke. Who was Bruce Swayze? It's just a wrestler. Healthy. No one knows. <laughs> Jim says his speech is short, but he's like the opposite of heart. Like, so how quick Jimmy Hart speaks, how slow Hillbilly Jim speaks. Just listen to his cadence here. I literally thought my network was on slow-mo last night when I was watching this. I thought, I don't know what's going on here. I weren't sure. Um, Last Ninja tweeted, and said, Hillbilly Jim should be Braun Strowman's uncle in a storyline.
2: I I think that (laughs) works.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mike DeSorbo tweeted, Four Horsemen killing the red carpet here tonight, we should say. Banks, Lynch, Bailey and Charlotte rule there. Four Horsewomen. Four Horsewomen. This is going to take five years. Then from, on Twitter, we saw, look, empty seats at WWE Hall of Fame. Look at the empty seats there. Can you see that?
1: Wow. Yeah, there's loads of
0: empty seats. Which uh, have quite higher up and stuff like this as well. Hillbilly's still talking. He gets a second Hogan shout-out. And Jim gets paid for every wrestler name he mentions here tonight. I said, look, it's great he's in at the Hall of Fame, but at 2 o'clock in the morning, he's not helping us stay awake. WWE needs the Oscar outro music for when they go too long or cattle prod for Goldberg later.
1: His eyes are really tiny.
0: I know. Chris Lee tweeted, I expect Hillbilly Jim to start talking about onions soon. <laughs> <laughs> and Kara Hoffman said, The more Hillbilly Jim talks, the less Kid Rock does. So that is a bonus, I suppose, as we carry on the Hall of Fame ceremony. So after that amount of time, it is Ivory. She's getting inducted by Molly Holly. And Molly did uh, quite a nice speech for Ivory coming out sh- of you know, short, sweet, but on point, saying about they've been friends for a very long time the amount of impact Ivory's had in the business. Look, if Hillbilly can talk for two and a half hours, Ivory's allowed to be drunk and sing out a tune down, isn't she? And uh, Dave Adams and that Ivory speech was the best of the night and now it's a flair line.
1: Yes, well, you know, she she says a Hall of Fame induction is a once in a lifetime event, unless you're Ric Flair. Of course he got four horsemen yeah. and as Ric Flair. And then she said, well it's you know, it could also be construed as a lot like being married as well.
0: Unless, of course, you're <laughs> like Ric Flair, <laughs> who's had so many high-profile ones. Great by Ivory there, yeah. Um, like I said, Ivory had the best speech of the night so far, and the Flair line was brilliant. And a focus on Glow plus shouts to all the women that helped her. Well done.
1: Bombed with the first yeah. two, but then she sunk with a third.
0: So yeah, it's really nice. And uh, after that, it's Kid Rock, and part of the American Bardar theme is it kind of blah. Uh, And I said, on Twitter, I said, that's it for now, more on WNL Live. And then unfortunately, I said, okay, one more. And Triple H came out to induct um, Kid Rock, and it sounded like one of his NXT speeches. I cannot get that out of my head when Triple H talks now. Listen to this. Is he not talking about TakeOver when he speaks here?
2: It is all of you.
1: (laughs) You are NX. I'm sorry. Hall of Fame. It, it, this is just it's random totally speech, is, yeah. This is a built-in speech
0: program. It's like the intro we do every week. It's like, this is the biggest event of all time. Uh, yeah, Triple H brings out Kid Rock, and yeah, Kid Rock, like you said, Dan, has aged terribly. Nothing of interest to say. The next interesting thing is the Legacy Awards. So the Legacy Awards were started a couple of years ago, and this is trying to get like, you know, eight to ten of real legends, just into the Hall of Fame quietly so then people don't go, well, you haven't got him into the Hall of Fame. So we're going to go list one at a time. And the first one down is Boris Malenko. Yeah, and Boris Malenko, of course, is famous for being a great uh, scientific wrestler. Plus, Dean Malenko's dad, fair play to him. Uh, up next down, the man Stasiak, who uh, was a WWWF champion, if memory serves me right. Of course, he had a son who was meat in uh, WWF or Sean Stasiak. Oh.
1: He was awful.
0: Uh, we've got Hiro Matsuda. Yeah, we've got Jim Londos.
1: Lan, lan. Jim Londos. Sputnik Monroe, which I think is probably one of the greatest names ever.
0: Yeah, well, Rufus R. Jones is not a bad name, isn't is he? It? any relation to Erwin R. Scheister? Yeah, I think they're cousins.
1: Lord Alfred Hayes. And
0: we're here, Lord Alfred Hayes. I wouldn't mind uh, Lord Alfred being a proper induction, but at least he's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Uh, Dara Singh, of course, very famous Indian wrestler. Cora Combs, uh, one of the very early women wrestlers. Yeah, a true pioneer. And El Santo, we talk about Mexican wrestlers as well. Legendary in the the country there. Uh, only eclipsed maybe by Mil Mascaris. It just, you know, Zorro was based on him. Uh, so, yes, that is the Legacy Awards. And then we move on. And up next, it's uh, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E- Double T. So, who's inducting Jeff Jarrett into the Hall of Fame, Dan? Uh, it is, oh, you didn't know, the Road
1: Dog, Jesse James. Yeah. And they met 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, Road Dog says, 90s is a decade he just doesn't remember. Kids, don't do drugs.
1: Yes, it was short, but sweet. Well, you know, it was quite a comedic start there. Jeff Jarrett comes out with a WWE mic, starts walking across the stage, says his uh, J E double F J A double R E double T speech and then Rodog comes along, snatches the microphone, he says, Look, this is <laughs> stand over there and give me that stupid hat and walks off.
0: Well it is now Jeff Jarrett and I tell you saying he does seem quite humble and happy to be here. Who
1: would have thought Jeff Jarrett though? I mean, you know, we've said this probably a couple of times but wow.
0: It's it's amazing. Way. It's amazing that it's happened. Right, so Jeff talks about his best match in WWF or of all time. And he says this against Shawn Michaels in July of 95 at In Your House 2.
1: Really? <laughs> oh, that, that rings a bell. <laughs> he must be listening to the podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. He's like, one of my matches. Oh, there you go, kid. And he uh, shouts at Scott Hall and Six. And of course, HBK in the crowd with a new haircut. All right, so Jeff Jarrett there shouting out everybody in sight, including Stephanie McMahon, who says that he lost to her in her very first professional wrestling match. But he says you won't have the same outcome this Sunday against Ronda Rousey. Nice to see Kayfabe. is still alive, Jeff. He gets really tearful. He's shouting out when he's trying to fucking oh, get through his speech. Kayfabe still Alice is yeah, still alive. Yeah, knob shouting out whilst he's trying to get through his fucking speech. Which, again, just let him finish. His speech was fantastic, you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, a yeah, 32-year
0: career. It's unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Not that longevity that he's had.
1: Yeah, you know, he, he thanks his wife and kids and his dad, Jerry.
0: There's a slight TNA chant, and he loses it when he recites the poem at the end. The guy's asleep. The guy next to Scott Hall now is asleep. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and he gives a shout-out to The Miz, Been a great Intercontinental Champion.
1: Well, he's, he's definitely lost it then, hasn't he? <laughs> Super kicks by Chuck Norris 20 years ago and he's only just got up.
0: And then he goes on to talk about Owen Hart as well and talks about a, f- <coughs> a few ribs that Owen did in the business. Now, we, we can't even imagine to uh, we recite them. So just go and actually watch the Hall of Fame ceremony for Jeff Jarrett's bit about Owen Hart because it is from Jeff Jarrett's heart and you can see how emotional he is. Really. And you see what fun partner Owen Hart was as well. So after a really emotional moment with a poem... Rodol comes out and goes, We're not finished just yet. Cause we're gonna get a performance. My day little hard on the ball the on the clock. Keep spinning too slow. Cause I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Come on down, sing along.
2: baby
0: tonight.
1: What is Zach <laughs> Ryder?
0: I don't know. Maybe because the only one who would sing along to it, uh, Lillian
1: oh, is Lillian a singer. Garcia.
0: <laughs> oh, that's his family. Of course, he stole Kurt Angle's wife a few years back. So yeah, again, a nice moment. He, that guy is obviously <laughs> <laughs> in the tie. He's not impressed by anything going on at this moment in time. That was Jeff Jarrett. How long's this song going yeah, for? No, I told you, it's a long <clears throat> ceremony. With my baby knife. Uh, but it's been great so far. Now we move on.
1: Oh, that Jarius, he does quite a few good lines. Does he? In this, yeah, in his speech. Uh, he he says something about Roman Reigns. He's like, I know you him a lot of stick. And they go, boo. And then he's like, hey, i give him some stick. He's still my friend. And then he's like, something about John Cena. He's like, I've got more chance of being in a match at WrestleMania than John Cena. Ah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is the warrior war for J.J. Jarius. Jarius. Yeah, that was uh, Jarius. Jarius, sorry, I really have trouble pronouncing it because it's a double J with the the day J that, but it's Jarius Robinson that uh, got the Warrior Award there. And like you said, Danny's speech was good. And then the next one was, of course, Mark Henry.
1: Yes, he was inducted by the Big Show, and the said he you know he was a great recruiter. Um, he came out to a massive sexual chocolate <laughs> chant, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, He was very humble and he was constantly getting choked up. So, you know, obviously this means a lot to him, the whole wrestling business. And he got even more choked up talking about his grandma saying how she used to take him to wrestling shows. And, you know, he'd be one of the, he he sees a lot of boys pushing their way or a lot of young kids pushing their way to the front of the barriers. And, you know, just to be near like Mark Henry as he was coming out. And he was one of them young boys once upon a time. And he was doing it when Andre the Giant was coming out. And he, he remembers getting pushed over and Andre the Giant reaching down and helping him up. Oh, wow. I think it was about the eighth row back. But, yeah. you know, Andre the Giant's so big that he could reach and get him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that kind of helped him, you know, want to be in the business because he was a wrestling fan all his life. And also there was another good little story about um, how he got a call from Vince McMahon. And he thought it was a prank, so he just hung straight up. <laughs> and then, you know, one of his friends said, look, you know, that is actually Vince McMahon. So he answered it a second time, and he was actually being a mark. And he said, look, you know, I I want to meet Yokozuna. I want to wrestle The Undertaker, you know. And he was just being all yeah. gushing over it. But, um, yeah, you know, and then he, he got a bit serious again, and he had a really heartfelt plea for Owen Hart to be in the Hall of Fame. Says, you know, he's looking down on us. But, yeah, you know, it was a, all in all, it was a good speech for Mark Henry.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was really good. I'll just add a couple of things to that. Uh, like, it's a big show, was uh, inducted him. Big show looks in great shape. We were, we were talking about that when we saw it. Uh, and basic speech to bring out Mark Henry, say sexual chocolate. He did a moment when he was sexual chocolate going through the crowd, wasn't he? Going, I love you, baby, and I love you. Um, and also, he shouted out The Nation, all the different members of The Nation, like Rock and, obviously, Ron Simmons, who probably of all the speeches I've been, you know what I mean well in between all
1: him and Stephanie McMahon I think <laughs> yeah. most of them got you know a lot of mentions
0: and also his family were there and we saw his son wearing the old salmon jacket didn't we which yeah. uh, Mark Henry famously wore when he was it turned on scene when he was meant to be retiring yeah. and he, yeah. and he and
1: didn't he dunned it towards the end of his yeah. promo as well
0: uh, and then of course after that it was the uh, well your man Dan your original guy um, William Goldberg who was the main event of the Hall of
1: And, uh, you know, they kind of explained why it was Heyman that inducted him. Well, you know, brought him out, called him out and that and inducted him. But, you know, Heyman comes out in full character. My
0: name. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And then, like, you know, kind of briefly breaks character to say what a great dad Goldberg is, you know. And if he could be half the dad that he was, he'd be a great success. And then he goes straight back into character of a massive WrestleMania promo against, you know, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns match.
0: Yeah. Which are. Needed, but hey, Heyman can basically do what he wants, can't he? Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, um, he, he had his classic entrance from the back. You know, they knocked on his uh locker room door, he came out surrounded by security guards, and obviously came out. I was hoping there was going to be some you know, his sparklers, <laughs> yeah, but you can't down, really but... have
0: that at the Hall of Fame, no, <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Um, so yeah Goldberg came out I mean at this point I should say we were about four hours in to the event when you consider there was a, an hour pre kickoff as well or pre-show yeah. whatever you want to call it so it was five hours at that point I mean I, we, we flaked out the podcast did I think just uh, before Jeff Jarrett and there was still like two and a half hours left to go uh, but Goldberg still had his speech and I was a little bit worried about it but what were the kind of main points that Goldberg had?
1: Um, well you know he he thanks Bischoff um D D P and Sting, they kind of made him who he is. You know, he was very green going into it, obviously being a former linebacker, I had a few shots because he was from a rival team, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I think that's he's from it, yeah. it, and he was in a he was in rival territory, but um yeah, you know, it was it was good and he, he thanks everyone, you know,
0: he's quite gracious of it, his wife, his son, you know, and uh he he's, he's sorry, but he. said, like, um, not. there wasn't one character created in wrestling that had more individual parts and people helping it out than there was yeah. to Bill Goldberg, you know, because yeah. he's even like with Hugh Morris in his first match. If Morris had just said, no, I ain't going to let this guy beat me in a couple of minutes, I'm not going to go up for the jackhammer, then that could have ended Goldberg right then and there. So I think that's what he meant. It was good, but sorry, no, carry on.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he, he told a story about Steph. She gets another shout-out. Uh, telling him not to headbutt doors. (laughs) So he said, "You know, it's part of my gimmick. It's how I get psyched up. I pour a bottle of water over my head, head come out." And he said, "Right, you know, fair enough. I won't headbutt it." So he punched it, (laughs) and after he'd punched it, he broke his wrist, and he went out and he beat three minute warning, and then he had some beers with Stone Cold, and he said, "Yeah, I drank about fifteen beers." And what I didn't realise is Stone Cold was letting most of it dribble down his face. (laughs) So he kind of ended up a bit rat-ass, but
0: yeah, you know, it was good. But I think the problem was at this time as well, uh, you you showed me the picture. Obviously, people were tired, so I mean, the the picture that Dan showed me was kind of empty seats everywhere, wasn't it, for the the Hall of Famers? But it wasn't
1: the fans, it was actually the wrestlers, the former wrestlers, you know, those emptying out. I know a lot of them have got a long day. In a couple of nights' time, but, you know, it's still... It's still respect
0: there, isn't yeah, it? Everybody yeah, sat yeah. through the hillbilly gym one. Uh, he thanked Eric Bischoff, of course. He thanked J.I. He said J.I. was the first person he rang when he uh, wanted to get into the wrestling business. Of course, J.I. was a big part of him Three back in 2003. Um, and, you know, with, with Goldberg's speech, I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. What were your thoughts on the whole kind of Goldberg thing?
1: Um. yeah you know it wasn't as entertaining as the other ones we had seen but you know it was just basically Goldberg thanking everyone there was one quite interesting point about being the first ever Jewish champion
0: oh yes there was yeah he did say that yeah the first ever one uh, WWE champion and he's in the Hall of Fame and of course the first original ECW act in the Dudley Boys getting inducted into the Hall of Fame as well so there's a couple of firsts in, in this one uh, like I said I like Goldberg's one but uh, I thought the speech of the night for me was I'm gonna say Jeff Jarrett's
1: But you've not gone with Ivory. I nearly you went Ivory. But, yeah,
0: life. Ivory was really, really good, but I gotta say Jeff Jarrett just because of the kind of pure emotion that was there and they all of them seemed happy to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. A know people mock the Hall of Fame and say, Oh, it's not a real thing. But just seemed really happy to be acknowledged and to have that chance and yes, Hillbilly Jim went two and a half hours. But It's his only chance, you know, it's not going to happen again for him. So I I thought it was good. What are your final thoughts on the the Hall of Fame ceremony?
1: Yeah, you know, there was this entertaining moments. There were some really heartfelt moments. Yeah, it it was, I think, all in all,
0: it was good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very enjoyable. A bit too long. Yes, yes. I think,
1: you know, they should be limited to 20 minutes at most.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but again, like we say, if it's... uh, their only chance to do it, you know, Let I mean, maybe, maybe stick the headliners first. And then when you release it, maybe you can edit around, you know, so let Hillbilly Jim go in front of empty people, what four o'clock in the morning, as opposed to Goldberg. But, you know, I mean, this is what WWE do at the moment. And we can't really say anything because of our, our size at the moment, we, we do quite big ones, uh, and with WrestleMania and stuff, that has been that long, you know, this is part and part, if, if WWE shows are two and a half hours, then our podcast will probably be about 90 minutes as well, so, but anyway, that's what we're doing, we were live tweeting last night, and we're here live today, uh, hashtag WNI, here tonight, NXT TakeOver, just so close, we can almost touch it, but of course, we have great fans across all the social media, you know, and we're going to do a few shout-outs now from Twitter, Google+, Plus, or emails that I get sent in. So, Dan, do you want to start us off? Uh, well, we've got Chris Dixon,
1: and uh, he said, Hall of Fame was too long, but really looking forward to take over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it was it was a very long show, especially with, like you know, the hour before. Um, and, yes, I am too looking very forward to take over. You know, the, the first time we're going to get to see... Ricochet EC, uh, and yeah. EC3. Yes, yes. My man. Um, yeah, you know, Gagano, Chomper. this kind of you know, build-up that's been going on for a while. Oh, yeah. A triple threat ladder match. You know, as we
0: say, we've got loads of matches. Like I said, we're going to have an in-depth look at the card here in a little while. And like I said, Hall of Fame was too... But I think Hall of Fame was too long. Sorry if I can finish my own sentences. Hall of Fame was too long. But I feel like everybody there deserved to be there. There wasn't a Coco Beware this year. No, offence to Coco Beware, but it wasn't someone you're like, hang on a minute, they don't deserve. Maybe apart from Kid Rock. But, hey. Tracy Patton, uh, who's a regular listener to the podcast, said, who will be the NXT champions at Brooklyn? Which is in all... I, this, this is a really good question. Who do we feel will be champion in, uh, what, four months' time, is it? Maybe what, May, June, July. or Yeah, four months' time. So, Dan... Why don't, why don't you tell me who will be um, tag team champions? Go on. Um as long as it's not the undeserving era, I couldn't <laughs> care less. <laughs> yeah. Um look, look, this problem is it might give away some of our predictions for tonight if we feel they're going to go uh, in four months' time. Who will be the champion at Brooklyn? It will be uh, Lars Sullivan. That's who I'm going to say NXT Good champ. Um, I'm going to go with Killian Dane. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, NXT tag team champions. It's going to be Mustache Mountain. Definitely, I'll go with, that,
1: go with <laughs> yeah.
0: you on that one, yeah. Uh, Women's champion, Ember Moon. Uh, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, NXT champion. Uh, no, we've done NXT champion. North American. North American champ. Well, it's Ricochet. It's gonna be ricochet, ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet. Yeah, we Definitely. all know it's Ricochet. And um, I think that's it. UK champion. Well, Pete done still. Uh, but it's a great question. But yeah, we don't really want to give too much away. We'll probably answer that a little bit more in f- future episodes. Next one, Dan um ivory's speech was great
1: hope moon and Bazla still the show and that was from faye vanham
0: yeah and like you were saying about Ivory's speech gone.
1: yeah you know she was drunk she was singing she was having a good laugh it was brilliant (laughs) you know that's they should all they should get them all drunk and just say look no script just go out there have a laugh do your shout outs and that's
0: it i usually love my women drunk as well dan so it's exactly you know just let your hair down a little bit have a bit of fun uh, and and baszler and moon stealing the shirt takeover there is so much that could steal the shirt takeover uh, but i'm really looking forward to this uh, i'm treating it as a kind of i don't want to say real matchup but like a you know baszler and moon two completely different styles going together has baszler got moon's number you know this is what we're going to see and i think every match at takeover and i think every match at wrestlemania this weekend can possibly steal the show we talk stealing matches you could argue for all of the 18 slash 19 matches that we got you know i mean i'm counting the Undertaker Cena if it happens uh but it, you know it, like i say it's all good times at the moment you know it is yeah um again you know there's a fair few
1: matches that could take still to show you know a lot of people have been saying about the gagano chomper match you know, just the heated rivalry between them two.
0: Yeah. I mean, Abby Gosling uh, wrote in and said, Chumper, Johnny, the <laughs> sh. Talk about uh, matches, stint shows to each other. I mean, Johnny uh, Gagala and Chumper, like I said, so much emotion into it. Uh, and then Joyce Keyes uh, emailed it. What what's she say?
1: Um, I-, I think you should
0: read it. No, I want you to read I'm... it. I want you to read it.
1: Well, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And Joyce Keyes said, Adam Cole is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. He deserves... The NXT title. <laughs> well, I'd like to see him try and take that off Alistair Black when he wins it tonight.
0: Oh, so you're saying Alistair Black is going to win the NXT title tonight, then? Very interesting. Well, we have, I should say, so we have done our predictions. Uh, we will bring out, um, in a week's time, the NXT Take of New Orleans, the actual event itself. We'll be we doing predictions. But we'll explain all that to you. We're here live at the moment, basically building it up, looking back at the Hall of Fame, and at the moment doing your shout-outs. Uh, and Adam Cole... Maybe we have been taking a bit of a blind eye to him. Maybe he's really talented, Dan. But at this moment in time, I've not seen a lot of it.
1: I've not seen anything that impresses me. You know, I've not seen anything that I haven't seen anywhere else from any other wrestler. Yeah. You wait till you see Ricochet in the ring tonight. And, you know, you'll see real talent. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say.
0: And then Ryan Hurley said, should NXT go two hours? Now... Again, really good question, and, and this is up for debate, really. You know, should TakeOver events have more than five matches? You could argue that this TakeOver could cross the match in there. Maybe if Pete Dunne wasn't involved in the tag team, have a UK title match. There are room there, but again, another another hour would add so much... NXT in a way and take away so much because I think that's what makes it different, you know?
1: Well, I think, you know, with the hour show each week, that is perfect because they they don't focus on every single thing at once. They, you know, they just take, normally it's one or two rivalries and, they you know, they're adding fire to other rivalries. But, you know, you've got a few matches spread out through the card and I think that's perfect. And then, yeah, the runtime for takeover events is brilliant. I think, you know, on the other side of that, the WrestleManias and the WWE pay-per-views, I think they're far too long. Yeah. You know, yeah. with the pre-show, the build-up, then the Raw or SmackDown talk, and it's just, you know, far too much. And then you've they're still kind of carrying it on the next night on Raw, then the following night on SmackDown, you know,
0: so it's... Yeah. Well, I think with, the thing with WWE or, you know, WWE events, it's it's constantly turning, isn't it? There's never an end. Like, even say WrestleMania's like the goal you lead up to, next night on Raw, you you, you start basically... Again, with all the new guys, all the same feuds as previous happened previously happened even, and at NXT takeover events and even the NXT stories because the wrestlers get called up, there is a, a an ending to feuds, aren't there? We've seen it with Balor and um, Nakamura and Smurge. All these guys had like uh, NXT, run, you know, the career. Totally speak, so then they can move on. With WWE, you just have to continue. Look how long the feuds go on now. You know, there's not a, an end point. You look at a Bray Wyatt, you look at a Finn Balor, how many feuds and how long have they gone on. So it does get a little bit boring. But um, what we're doing a little bit, we'll go through Twitter and see if anybody's been uh, mess- just messaging us. Don't forget, hashtag WNRLive we'll be using. My God, I'm a bit tongue-tied. But we'll move on to a little bit more news. News! You better take this start one. <laughs>
1: Everybody loves four times the tournaments. WWE has gone tournament crazy in the last few months. We're currently at the end of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, the Mixed Match Challenge, and the Cruiserweight title tournament.
0: Well, the WWE is adding another four tournaments to the schedule, all of which will be taking place over the course of the first three days of Access.
1: These tournaments will crown number one contenders to the United Kingdom title, the NXT Tag Team titles, american title and the nxt women's title three of the four title matches save for the nxt women's title match will take place on the final day of access which is sunday the shows will also include title matches from the progress promotion and the wwn the world wrestling network as well as matches featuring 205 live and nxt here are your brackets for Thursday.
0: We've got the WWUK Championship Invitational First Round. That's Leo Rush versus Buddy Murphy, my man, and Dan Mather versus Drew Gulak.
1: We've got the NXT North American Invitational First Round. Fabian Eichner versus Jason Kincaid. And we've got Akira Tozawa versus Kona Reeves.
0: And then the NXT Tag Team Invitational First Round, it's Mustache Mountain versus Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. And then Street Profits versus Cesar Bononi and Adrian Jode.
1: And then we've got the NXT Women's Invitational First Round, Nikki Cross. Or Noomph. Noomph. And we've got Kari Sane versus Bianca Belair.
0: And then for Friday, WUK Championship Invitational First Round, it's Linsterano. Linsterano. Versus Real Mendoza and Mark Andrews versus Zach Gibson.
1: And then we've got the NXT North American Invitational First Round Chris Diak versus Aria Davari and Hideo Itami versus Wolfgang.
0: And then the NXT Tag Team Title Invitational First Round Sanity versus The Forgotten Sons and then TM61 versus Only Larkin and Danny Birch. Come on, boy. Then we've got the NXT
1: Women's Invitational First Round and that's Dakota Kai versus Lacey Evans. And Candice LeRae versus Peyton Royce.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is cool. Like, seriously cool. The interesting thing here is that we all have the other indie shows available. Those promotions are running shows during WrestleMania weekend. But what better way to keep the fans in the WWE tent than by giving them a chance to see them on WWE's home turf? This is another way to expand the WWE market as well as checking out some future talent to be signed down the line. Get what you can, and maybe make some money off it at the same time. So this is brilliant. This is WWE Expanding. We hope to see progress shows and everything up this on NXT, uh, NXT, on the WWE Network down the line. But now it is time for NXT up Update. And Dan, when does NXT Update start? Now! So, yes, it is NXT 442 April 4th.
1: Okay, uh, well, Charlie Caruso is in the Dusty Goal Centre. She catches us up on the road tonight's final and reminds us about the news regarding Bobby Fish's knee and the questions that raises about the title match at TakeOver. The Officer Payne versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne match will start this week's episode.
0: Well, Nigel McGuinness, Percy Watson, or Percy Jackson, Mara Ronaldo, welcome us to the Full Sail Live. Us to Full Sail Live and begin introducing that first match, which is, like I said, Officer Payne versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne in the finals of the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic and Dusty Rose embodied the American dream. Will the American dream come true tonight for Roderick Strong and the Britain, <laughs> <laughs> which is Pete Dunne? The Bruiseweight is getting a huge Bruiseweight chance, massive Bruiseweight chance.
1: But a Carmen Rosar straight to work on Roderick Strong, quick tag. Punch him in the midsection. Yeah. Trying to get this match over and done with as quickly as possible. Well, this is
0: how the authors of Pain, how easy they dispatched the Street Profits in the last round with Strong and Dunn. They had a really tough match, didn't they, with Sanity. So you've got to think the authors of Pain have had it easier.
1: Well, oh, Strong trying to fight
0: back, but Cow was into his corner. Oh, Reza wants to go. Well, Pete Dunn doesn't mind facing off with Razor. Well, he is the bruiserweight. Of course, he is the UK champion as well. He's not been defending NXT, but can he get a tag team title match with Strong? They've been good partners, haven't they, Dan, recently?
1: Indeed, yes. You know, they've uh, they've worked quite cohesively as a
0: team. Yeah, there's no real problems, even though Strong has challenged Done before for the UK title. I think there might be a little bit of respect there. But it would be interesting to see what happens here. Like I say, Dunn locking them up as we go to an ad break. And now
1: both uh, members of Ilfers of Pain
0: working over the bruiserweight Pete Dunn. Oh, Akam Reza, been dominant in NXT, but I won't stop Pete Dunne, who tries to chop down. Well, you know, normally in the matches
1: we've seen Dunne involved in, he's always got the upper hand over his opponent, working him down, but I just don't think that's going to work against the Authors of Pain. I think, you know, he's kind of met a match that he just can't
0: handle. Yeah, look at Akam now with a clubbing blows to Pete Dunne. He's covering up, but it's all getting through at this moment in time. The embarrassment of the Authors of Pain in themselves think they've suffered in these past... You know, a few months since losing the tag team titles to Sanity. You know, they want to come back now and, and win the gold. And poor Ellen wants to show him that they are the most dominant tag team in NXT. But Pete Dunne's still fighting to come. Yeah, you
1: know, he, he, there's no quitting that guy. And that is the true British style as well. You know, they don't give up. And they do all they can to try and get victory in a match. Exactly. And no- we do all we can.
0: Exactly, He'll be knocked out before he's tapped out, Pete Dunne. And now in just picking his shots. And it's a bit surprised it's done being worked on. Strong's been... Uh, he's teamed up with the Authors of Pain before as well. So he might know a little bit about him going into this match. He might have told um, Pete done a few things. Because, of course, he's teamed up with him at war games. Dunn at this moment in time. He's uh, he's getting covered. But it's just more about taking a breath away from Pete Dunn, isn't it? Just keeping him down. Yeah. And we see the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic trophy in the entranceway shining down. Dusty Rhodes is up there, big man. Dusty Rhodes, baby. And now it still offers a pain a nice double team. They've got Pete Dunne in all sorts of trouble. Oh, a foot stomp
1: into a sidewalk slam there. Goes for the cover. Oh, Dunne again managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two.
0: And now Rezar just again clubbing blows to Pete Dunn.
1: Dunn's trying his best to cover up, but I think them shots are still getting through. Goes oh. for another
0: cover. <laughs> Look at the way he's trying to fight off. From a calm, and the thing is, the bad thing about him, he's wrong part of town. He's with the other authors of pain, you know, calm, razor obviously, have cut the ring off. But you've got Paul Ellering there as well, who's probably just telling them the game plan as it goes along, you know. Like we say, all the pain have been around, but it's still relatively new to this. To have someone like Paul Ellering, who's had success, he had with the Road Warriors and a lot of other tag teams, to be there shouting out instructions, structures, it's like having your own corner, man. Unfortunately, he's just got Roger Strong waiting in the corner patiently. Can't fault you off the office of pain in this match. They've not done anything wrong, have they? No, They've just no. been a great tag team unit maybe now, taking a bit too long. A calm is staring at Strong.
1: Oh, and he took his attention away from Pete Dunne, <laughs> who separates his fingers, and now goes to work chopping a big tree down, Go kicked on, to Pete the back Dunn. of the head.
0: And now down still on. Oh, no. Gets caught by a calm. Oh, but gets planted hand first into the mat. I think Akam hurt himself now as he goes for Reza. Strong.
1: Strong gets the hot tag in, but he's going to come into Akam. Or is that Reza? Uh,
0: Reza's a one with no tag. Yeah, Reza in there now. Getting hit with all sorts of combinations from Roderick Strong.
1: Strong's just too quick. A knee to Reza, who was up on the apron. Or was that Akam? Akam. A knee to Akam, who was up on the apron. Knocks Rezar back into the corner, hits him with a couple of big forearms. And Strong is still rocking Rezar here. But Rezar's refusing <laughs> to go off his feet after a multitude of forearms. Oh. Drop kick finally drops the big man down to one knee.
0: Aye, big man. And Strong's feeling it. Oh, kicks out. Ah. Drop kicks are calmed on the outside. He's got Rezar. Can he pick him up? Oh. oh angle slam. Strong slam's going to get the job Two. done. Yo! Oh. But somehow, I can't imagine to raise our manager to kick out. Oh. Well, this is the start of all the finals we've watched. We've got Mixed Match Challenge, the Cruiserweight title tournament tomorrow. But right now... Oh, look at Pete Dunne now. He's got a triangle chokehold in. Oh, but the power there. Blind tag. Oh, now they've got him. Oh!
1: A seated powerbomb to a neckbreaker, but Strong comes in to break up the pin attempt.
0: No, that might have been over now. And now he's luring in Reza. Oh. Low bridges him, sends him in, crashing down to us below. And now a calm and Pete Dunn left. And Dunn's got hold of the fingers, but he can't stop the attack. Oh. Back flips over his onslaught, tags in Roderick Strong. And now they've got him rocked. Picks him up. And the heartache.
1: Oh. Well, the assisted end of heartache goes for the cover. One, two. Oh.
0: But somehow, offers of the pain, always there, aren't they, to stop the other one from getting picked. So good at that. And now they've, <sighs> they've targeted Reza. Well, both men
1: with a combination and a big knee, <laughs> taking down a calm with the same combination of knee and kick. And they're actually saying, yeah, this is great. Oh, <laughs> well, it was great until they ran into a big boot and a clothesline. Dunn got turned inside out and... They've
0: kicked Roderick Strong's teeth to the back of his throat. And rightfully so. We get a standing ovation from the crowd. This is great so far. Brilliant start to
1: NXT. Huge NXT charm. All four men down in the ring.
0: Or which way is this going to go? I have no idea at this moment in time. because the winners face the Undisputed Era at TakeOver to Tag Team Titles. Whoever gets through, I want them. either of <laughs> yeah. them to beat yeah. the Undeserving <laughs> Era.
1: Oh, I'm oh. talking of the freaking assholes. <laughs> they come in and spoil a great match. They can't just let these four guys have the credit for themselves. They have to come in, hog the fucking limelight like a bunch of
0: undeserving twats. Oh, well, my God. So, yeah, they're worried about this. They don't want to face either team, so they're just assaulting. Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. This is disgraceful, by the undisputed It's era. disgusting. And with a picture of Dusty Rhodes looking over them, they act like wankers. Well, this is it. This is it. They're destroying the heritage that Dusty Rhodes, that all these other wrestling legends have brought. All the people that have gone through NXT, and they're disrespecting them right now. And look how happy they are with themselves.
1: Oh, Carlo Riley and Adam Cole.
0: You, Adam Cole is even worse than Carlo Riley, isn't he? You know, like. Well, after that, that brings out general manager William Regal. And he gives Cole O'Reilly props for being smart, thinking if there's no Dusty Classic winner, they won't have to defend their tag belts in New Orleans. But they weren't smart enough, because at takeover,
1: Regal is booking a triple threat. Authors of pain versus strong and done versus undeserving era. For the Dusty Cup
0: and the Tag Team Titles. So what a huge match that is going to be at TakeOver. Three teams, like I say, Dusty Classic on the line and the Tag Team Titles. Who will walk away from that? We're going to find out in a little while now on the live show. Well, I don't care who wins, as long as it's not O'Reilly and Cole. Well, we get a hype video for the North American title featuring brief promos for my man EC3.
1: Velveteen Dream.
0: Uh, Adam Cole, of course.
1: Killian Dane.
0: Lars Sullivan. And my man, Ricochet. Well, Johnny Gagano, Tommaso Chumper's story gets a recap video to remind us why it's just so fantastic.
1: Yes, and, uh, we, you know, we see the reciprocant of uh, the Johnny
0: Gagano Award for most <laughs> beat taken ever. Yes. Uh, so, next match is Kari Sane versus Vanessa Bourne. Well,
1: things actually start out fairly technical, but after Sane... Gets a couple of roll-ups. Bourne takes control. She sends Kari face-first into the turnbuckle.
0: Very nice by both ladies. I mean, we are big fans of Kari Sane. Of course, coming off the defeat to uh, Shania Basler.
1: And, of course, Jessica Carr officiating.
0: Yes, and Vanessa Bourne was in the May Young Classic as well, so it's good to see her. Oh! But she's not happy to see Kari Sane. A one-woman flapjack there. Sane away and nice elbows by Vanessa Bourne. Well, yeah... Sane might have won the Mae Young Classic, but she's still got a lot to prove here in NXT.
1: Yes, well, you know, again, in the Mae Young Classic, she had probably the greatest four matches we've seen her in. Uh, She managed to beat Shania Basler, who's going for the Women's Championship later on tonight. So, you know, it's a bit of a turnabout. Even though she lost in the final, she's still getting further than Kari Sane
0: is. Yes. Well, let's not forget Sane... Might need a little bit more time, and of course, you know, with Basler, she's the baddest woman in NXT, so I'm not saying Sane was a fluke victory over Basler, but since their impact in NXT, yeah, uh, Basler has been the more dominant one.
1: Uh, You know, uh, I wasn't that impressed by Vanessa Bourne, you know, no no disrespect to her, she's... uh... I don't know if the women they've let go. I, d- I don't know oh. if Vanessa Bourne deserves to still be around. Is she just going to be a glorified jobber now?
0: Well, she probably won't be around that much longer because Kari Sane hit her with a beautiful running spear backing Bourne all the way up into the turnbuckle. I mean, Bourne's now not Kari Sane's going marching. I don't think Bourne's been too bad, but like you said, with Sane marching, this might be
1: over. The pirate princess comes rolling Ooh. in with a big elbow to the chest. Oh, What's the Kari? What's she like hitting? The insane elbow. Oh, Oh, wow. It's more of a phenomenal elbow (laughs) off the top. Two. Oh. Oh, But Bourne managing to get the shoulder up at two.
0: Two. Maybe that's what helped Bourne out was a fact. That she got up before Sane could have full impact. But Sane. Now it looks like she's going to go for the...
1: No. Well, I thought she was going to go for the insane elbow, but she gets cut off by... Now both women in
0: no woman's land. Uh Uh-oh. And Bourne's trying to suplex Sane. Like I say, huge victory, biggest victory in Melissa Bourne's life if she could beat Sane. But bit of trouble. Oh, dropped into a trio. Whoa, and Sane's still up there. Well, double foot stomp to the chest. Shit, Sane.
1: Shit, Sane. Shit, Sane. Now, Carly's back up. Well, will she finally get to hit the insane elbow? Bang, hits its mark. Roll up. One, two. The
0: oh. victory for Kari Sane. Yes, yeah, so Sane, like you said, is going to be one of those people that are going to be looking <laughs> for a title opportunity after TakeOver because if Baszler doesn't win, like you said, she's had too many opportunities now, now. She goes to the back of the line and maybe someone like Kari Sane gets a chance.
1: Or Nikki Cross.
0: Or Nikki Cross. Someone like N- would be brilliant, yeah. Lacey Evans meets the press backstage. She says there's nothing she can accomplish in xT until Regal, Regal stops letting in human trash. One of the reporters ask about Nikki Cross and Evans says she gets chances despite not being able to sit down for an interview.
1: The first lady says she proves a woman can be strong without jumping off the top rope like Ember Moon Then Dakota Kai. She'll face Kari Sane soon and try not to lose her manners.
0: Well, she, she Lacey Evans wants to uh, talk smack about the rest of the uh, women's division. Might come back to haunt you. Well, Cole and O'Reilly run down Regal somewhere else backstage. They complain that there were no win in the Dusty Finals and Cole has a different match already for New Orleans. To be fair, he has got a point, you know?
1: Well, yeah. if Daniel Bryan can go from having two matches and winning both, I'm sure this bitch can fucking not moan about having two matches as well.
0: And what did Regal say? <coughs>
1: well, the GM tells him they have three choices. The Panama City playboy can do both. Cole can wrestle the triple threat on his own or Cole can pull out of the ladder match. He says they're smart, they'll figure it out, and the undeserving era fumes. Well, a closer look at my guy, or my birthday guy, Andrade Cien Almas versus the Black's rivalry ahead of their NXT title match on Saturday. Yeah, tonight. we get...
0: Yeah, and we get a recap of Moon and Shania Basler's brawl last week. Then an interview with Moon where she touts her credentials as NXT's representative and promises to end her issues with Shania at TakeOver. And I can promise you tonight the issues will be resolved. Whether it will be in Ember Moon's favour is another thing altogether.
1: Yes, and an Evans versus Sane is announced for next week. Which likely mean it's one of the dark matches tonight. Yeah,
0: yeah. and now it's the main event. Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane. What a m- monstrous main event. The
1: unstoppable force meeting the immovable object.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen... It's th- like Kong- King Kong going against Godzilla. We haven't seen Lars Sullivan since uh, for a few months. Uh, what should I say? We haven't seen Lars Sullivan for a while. He was uh, unstoppable until an injury stopped him. But it was a freak accident. It was a freak accident that he got injured. And now these two big men lock up. Of course, they're going in a ladder match with four other guys at NXT TakeOver. You've got to think these two are favourites. So at this moment in time, we're not sure who's more powerful. Who are you backing in this one, Dan?
1: I'm going to have to go with Big Damo, Killian Dane.
0: Killian Dane? Well. I've got to go Lars Sullivan. I'm sorry to go against you. Look at these now, just throwing forearms and forearms. You're not sorry to go against me. i absolutely not. relish in going <laughs> against me. For some reason, yeah, I do. Look at Sullivan rocking Killian Dane there. I just think Sullivan's unstoppable. Undefeated. Oh, oh but a big boot from
1: Killian Dane sends Sullivan to the
0: outside. Oh, but Sullivan pulls Dane out. Oh, my God, he's going to cause an earthquake. The ring moved there when Sullivan sent Dane into it.
1: And the power of Lars Sullivan compels you.
0: Well, he is a scary freak of nature, isn't yeah. it? And he? And now he's just talking smack to Dane. That's probably not a great idea. And we're back. And the two monsters of NXT.
1: Yes, and Lars Sullivan's currently got the upper hand against Killian Dane, wearing him down in the middle of the ring. It's going to take a lot to put this big man down.
0: We have. I mean, the, the most recent thing to put him down has been a black mass kick, hasn't it? And even then, he dominated that match with Alistair Black. With Sullivan, he is unbeaten in, ta- uh, in NXT. And has that he had
1: a real challenge. I know he's gone against tag teams, but they was like, local competitors.
0: Not really. Cassius is probably the biggest guy he's got against. Yeah, him. but who hasn't beaten Cassius? Fair point. No way, Jose and people like that. And like you said, it's a step up now for Lars Sullivan. Can he reach that next level here? Will he do it at takeover? <laughs> and now Sullivan is shot to Dane's midsection. Picking the big man up, but Dane fighting out of
1: it. Oh, Sullivan. Oh, oh my Lord. God. <laughs> 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 well, Killian Dane's <laughs> got Sullivan up on his shoulders. Oh. Running sent on after slamming him down. He's oh. Up, he's, oh. oh. He was looking for the Vader bomb or the Swagger bomb, but oh, Sullivan no. <laughs> managed to get his knees up.
0: Knees up, Mother Brown, yeah. The Dane bomb avoided by Sullivan. Is he going to try and go for a freak accident? No. Short arm clothesline <laughs> takes Dane down. It's like two trees colliding in a forest. Sullivan, why, why taking a risk, going all the way to the top? Well, Dane's up and cuts him off with a big forearm. Oh my God! Now Dane, no, no. <laughs> The ring's not being enforced. Surely he's not going to get up on the outside. Don't call me Shirley. I don't know if it
1: can even hold these two big men. Both men in a very <laughs> precarious position. Fucking Fighting it. their way up on the second rope. Oh, Dane's winning it. Sullivan's rocking.
0: Oh.
1: Big head back from Dane and both men fall down.
0: And Sullivan hit the ring apron and landed on those mats on the outside. And, Dan, how thin are those mats?
1: They are mere millimetres thick. And you know, there's just nothing to him.
0: Oh my God! And Velveteen Dreams out here, and he's going to be in the match this Sunday for the North American title. And what the hell is he doing? Is he going to attack Dane? Is he going to attack Sullivan? And he's got... Oh no! Oh. Adam Cole back in face off with Killian Dane. So it's another fucking match. He's a fucking whoring. He is. And now he's saying he's Adam Cole, baby. Oh, this is terrible. Velveteen Dream saying, "All right." You think that's okay? And look who it is. It's Ethan Carter the third, the true superstar in NXT, coming out here with a face off. Saying to dream, saying to Cole, I'm the man. Well, the man
1: hasn't arrived just yet. But talk- I've got a feeling he's gonna make an appearance very soon. What are you
0: talking about? EC3 is here. The man is here, no, Dane's not the man. Dane's up on the apron. So why are you getting involved in the match and Sullivan's up as well? Oh, my God. Five out of the six men who will fight for the North American title in the ring right now. Oh. And, of course, the entrance. Ricochet,
1: the loudest pop of everyone coming down to the ring. My mate, Rick.
0: And he's in the ring. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know it. Springs off the rope and now stares off. He wants Adam Cole. He wants Velveteen Dream. He wants Killian Dane. He wants Lars Sullivan. But he can't get EC3. We'll find out tonight what a match that will be. Uh, Dan, what do you think of NXT this week? I thought it was bloody brilliant. Good, was, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> bit, you know, b- it? Bit of a
0: <laughs> Unlike Raw
1: and SmackDown, it's kind of pushed towards NXT TakeOver. You know, obviously, Raw and SmackDown aren't pushing towards NXT takeover, <laughs> yeah, 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 but, but yeah, the, you know, towards WrestleMania. Man, yeah. But no, you know, it is—it's—it's it's kind of like you know the go-home show for Takeover, and it's built up perfectly. And you know, you say you're more excited for WrestleMania, but you know, I mean, it's going to be some bloody
0: great matches, like you talked about through the card. We'll run through the card in a bit, but it is stacked this weekend. I just can't wait to get it all started, and we're so close there. But let's head back to us now. Live in the studio. Yes, we are live back here in the studio. That was NXT that we recorded, of course, on Wednesday. Uh, And we've been trying to hear, and I'm just going to go through it. So I'd like to thank uh, Damon, who's been contacting us and liked a lot of our stuff. Of course, a couple of originals have been here around for a while. People like Eddie Dobler. Uh, New one who joined us last night, Lucy. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the live show here today. We've got Elaine House. Also Kate Eberhardt, she's one of our longest ones, lady Undertaker uh she basically gave a validation back in the day when she, she first commented to us we were like, "Oh, someone likes us and uh it's nice to know that like, our hardcore's there uh and there's a very special someone as well, Dan that I know you like a lot and i'm I'm getting quite close to you. who's who's the uh our number one fan well, Go it on. is
1: of course Mark tardis who. ...appropriately runs into you when you're at work as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. So weird. But so many. Annette D. Critchin. Uh, Brittany says, happy spring. Uh, another person from last night. This is my favorite one. Wubba lubba dub dub or lonely bitch. Um, follow us and liked us on Twitter and you commented on it. We really appreciate it. And as I speak just now, we just got another tweet come through. Uh, by Travis as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Of course, go on to at WWE Network review using the hashtag uh, WNR Live, or we'll be looking at actually takeover ones as well across SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud. So across Google platforms, you know, send us an email at wnrpodcast Podcast at Gmail.com. That's where we get most of the shoutouts from. But there we go. That is that end of the show because even though WWE's kickoff had just started we started an hour ago and we've covered so much Hall of Fame and of course last week's NXT but Dan I think it's time now to start running through the cards be fair to say yes yeah um, where should we start well pick a match any match and then we'll start talking about
1: it uh, well I'm going to go for Johnny Gagano versus Tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned match if Gagano wins he'll be reinstated to NXT if Ciampa wins will be banned from NXT. Yes,
0: and it could go either way. We're talking about the finish. I mean the the thing is all oh, Gargano going away from NXT. That might you, that's not gonna happen. Well the thing is if he goes away, he goes up to the main roster, Chumper could go as well, feud continues, you know so there there, there is so much passion. I, I personally feel it's WWE's greatest story they've told this past year. Go on, Dan, you've got well, a twinkling eye.
1: Is it like uh and um, like the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn feud, you know, best Together through everything and then bang, they turn on each other. You know, will they team up again when they go onto the main roster and then fall apart?
0: No, I, I don't think they, could, they would. They will do that. I think it's a blood feud now And NXT. They've really uh, kind of turned the screw. If we ever see DIY again, I'm not sure. That was something that just the guys were given something to do. And then they turned it into a story. For me, it's like the rockers. You know, when uh, Shawn Michaels turned to It's the Same with Chumper. I'm not saying Gagano is the Marty Genetti in the group, but when Ciampa did turn him, it was a shock. Especially after a classic match that everyone, they all had at uh, NXT TakeOver. And just the kind of the hatred towards the two, uh, Chumper costing Gagano his chance to be an NXT for the NXT title. It's just a, a perfectly told story. And then Gagano coming back in the crowd, having a mask on, wasn't he? Surprising Chumper, uh, beating the hell out of him. It's just for me. It is the best told story in WWE right now. I'm so looking forward to it. What are your thoughts on the Chumper? Um,
1: yeah, you know we're gonna get. Um, if Johnny Gagano is gonna win the war- the award again this year for <laughs> most punishment taken in a match, you know it it, it could well happen. Um, God, in your turn to pick a match.
0: I'll oh, pick a match. You know, just about the gagano Chumper thing. It it's that. If they give it time, which they will, it can absolutely be a classic. We talked earlier about stealing the show. Uh, it, it's a story. It's a match. Every have been a fan of NXT these past two years. They want to see Johnny Gagano and Ciampa get it on. And it's one of these things that we think they really don't like each other. And uh, I'm really, really excited for it. But, yeah, so next match I'm going to pick. Uh, and there's so many. But I'll tell you what we'll do. The NXT Women's Championship. Ember Moon versus uh, Shania Basler. I mean, I've been a huge fan of Basler. Well, since she debuted in uh, the May Young Classic, of course, picked her. She went all the way to the final. Ember Moon can handle Basler. I think Basler's got a number. I think tonight we're going to see a new world champion. Dan, what do you reckon?
1: Um, I d- I don't know. Again, because you know, there's there's a few people that haven't been kind of mentioned in here. You know, they. Uh, Sanity, they've not got a match, so, you know, will Nikki Cross kind of be involved in the outcome? Will she try and make herself the new number one contender? You know, we, we don't normally, from the undeserving era, getting involved in matches they shouldn't be. We don't really get anyone else. I know Sanity have done it in the past, but, oh, I don't know.
0: I don't think maybe Sanity, but like you say, basler has gone around and made... Quite a few enemies in a short space of time. Exactly, yeah. We look at Dakota Kai, the way she beat her up and left her lane, the way she did... Uh, and Kai getting a little bit of comeuppance when Ember Moon, you know, hit Baszler with the Eclipse. Kari Sane, we've seen the assault that Baszler gave, that dished out to her and get her involvement as well. So yeah, and now Ember Moon, so that's three women already. I don't think Baszler wants to make an enemy of Nikki Cross because Nikki Cross brings something completely different to the table that Moon does. I think with Moon and Baszler, it's a competitive match. know, like I said, I'm, I'm treating it like a sporting contest. You've got the Moon with the athleticism and the speed going against kind of Baszler with the strong technique. I think if Baszler gets Moon down on the mat that is over and done with. Moon can't hit an eclipse from there. basil has got her. You know, we've seen how dangerous the chokes are, we've seen how dangerous the submissions are. Yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's a no brainer in this one. Moon ha- has been a- an ever present in NXT this past what, year and a half with back- wars against Oscar. You know, how no one came as close as Ember Moon did to actually breaking the streak. I think that's credit to Ember Moon, there. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, um, you know, that was when Oscar was kind of in a between a phase you know she was going between a face and a hill she kind of used sneaky tactics to gain the victory but gain the victory nonetheless Um, yeah you know again if Baszler doesn't win this, she must go to the back of the queue. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I agree with you there. Yeah, she needs to go around, uh, go to the back. Nikki Cross and other people that wear the iconic duo. You know, are they going to come back to NXT or are they going to go up to the main roster? Uh, and, and that will be it, you know. But again, it's a great story to be told. Can the champion out uh, try and, you know, outlast this kind of virulent challenge that's in front of her? You know, we've seen her escape a couple of times, but tonight. I think it's going to be a different... A little fact for you, Dan, because I I like facting you. Uh, And the last takeover, no championships changed hands. And it was the first time that happened in... I don't know if it's ever happened before or will again. Tonight, I think it's going to be a little bit different because, of course, tonight we're crowning new champions as well, aren't we? But, Dan, do you want to pick the next match? Um, Well, you know, going off your crowning new champions, I'm going to choose the ladder match
1: for the inaugural North American Championship. And that is Adam Cole, EC3, (laughs) Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, my man Ricochet, and the Velveteen Dream.
0: So what what are your thoughts, before we get into the match, which should be fantastic, what are your thoughts on the North American title? Do you think it's a good idea?
1: Yeah, you know, I've, I've said for a while that there needs to be kind of a secondary title in NXT, and, you know, this would make perfect sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the UK title itself shouldn't be secondary, it should move on now and have its kind of own show around it you know I think that would work uh, a UK show Pete Dunn is getting involved more like I say he's involved in a match that we're going to get onto in a minute but uh, if they treat with respect which NXT have done I don't see a problem the, the only problem is if it's not defended at the next takeover you know so that means now that four out of the five matches are going to be for titles you know because you know obviously you have the women's tag team NXT title are now North American so it's just one feud match you know
1: yeah yeah that's what I was going to say you know uh, and over the next few months you'd have to be able to pick up some kind of feud there's probably going to be a couple you know they might even fit another match in there or you know do do something else. Yeah, I
0: know, but I like the fact to take over. Sometimes, you know, when a new wrestler debuts and he goes against whoever it is, whether it be Ty Dillinger or whether it was Tyler Breeze was back in the day, having that kind of one match where the guy debuts and then like that. So, I suppose this possibility is for there. It is there for NXT to do all sorts of thing, you know? And even if they do show a match on the. Uh, Actually they don't do at this moment in time, you know. So the options are open. But going on to the match...
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it is definitely a potentially show-stealing match. I mean, you know, you've got the two big forces in there, the Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan. You've got the two new guys, EC3 and Ricochet. And we've got, you know, the the unexplainable Enigma in the Velveteen Dream as well. And, and of course, Adam Cole.
0: Adam Cole. But I, I, to be fair to Adam Cole, though, uh, at War Games and against Alistair Black, Sickening bumps. I still remember the kind of the the back the the backdrop he got onto the chairs when the chairs were inverted the other way around. You know, uh, and, I, and I think that's really bad. He he likes taking bad bumps, and I think that this is is going to be the case tonight. We're going to see Adam Cole doing something mental. I think this match is is tailor made low like, for Ricochet. Don't you? Like having a ladder match. What what, what if anybody doesn't know? We're going to get into Ricochet in a little bit, but for you, what does Ricochet bring to the table here at NXT?
1: um he's got some brilliant high flying ability uh he's uh, i can't really explain it but you know he's he's gravity defying you know what, he's, like Neville. <laughs> well no neville's the man that gravity forgot oh i sorry i uh, forgot, I forgot. <laughs> gravity remembers ricochet but he just defies it
0: yeah no, it is, it is brilliant. And go to our W Review podcast uh, YouTube channel. You can see Ricochet hitting a 620 or 630 on Will Ospreay in one of the videos that we saw. We're going to get onto that if we have time in a little bit. Uh, because we have got some ricochet facts and some EC3 facts. Because, of course, EC3 is making his debut here at NXT TakeOver in this match. And I'm hoping he does sneak a victory, but I still think EC3 is going to be very impressive. I think everybody here, he's probably going to take, this, him and Lars Sullivan will probably take the least amount of bumps, if that's fair to say. Because, again, with Lars Sullivan taking another wrestler, he's, he's going to be the kind of uh, throwing the wrestlers around and doing something impressive like that, isn't he, you know?
1: Well, I can't see either Killian Dane or Lars Sullivan climbing up the ladder.
0: I can see Dane because we've seen Dane do amazing stuff before, haven't we? Yeah, we've seen him do like a lot of bumps. I think we're going to get a big bump from Dane, whether he's uh, if it's on the ladder or something like this. You know, I I think we are going to have a little thing, a little special attraction for Dane. He'll show off his power somewhat. Um, Who else in the match? Velveteen Dream as well. What do you think he offers in this match?
1: Again, you know, he had a very great match against Alistair Black. I mean a couple of these guys have had good matches against Alistair Black. I don't know whether that's down to my man Ali B or if it's, you know, just both the forces and that. But, you know, from what I've seen of EC3, he's a great performer. Velveteen Dream, again, you know, he's he's relatively new. He's, I don't know, it's... I think it's going to be surprising in this match.
0: It brings a freshness to all these guys you can look at. And apart from... Maybe Killian Dane. But even then with Killian Dane, he's not had any real accomplishments, has he? You know, even the Sanity Tag Team was um, Wolf and Young, not Dane. They've all got a bright future. You know, look at Sullivan. Look at even Adam Cole annoyingly. You look at him and go, well, he's still kind of fresh to it. Um, uh, I said Lars Sullivan, sorry. Felty Dream. Of course, the two guys making a debut. You know, I think this could be an offshoot. I, I definitely feel... That it's either going to be Ricochet or EC3 that wins, and then this will lead to a North American title feud between these two. You you, you think that's right? Or my, I, yeah, no, th- sounds... I might be wrong by it. My EC3 might go for the nxt title if he's unsuccessful here tonight depending on who wins between that so well, will he will he
1: deserve to go for the nxt title if he doesn't win the north american championship i uh, mean
0: yeah i i, I can't I, I can't agree with you there i can agree with you there but at least a ladder match it saves a pinfall for a wrestler do you know what i mean so i suppose that's uh that's quite a good thing oh and uh we talk about it. Mark Tyler's Mark come alive on Twitter now. And also Kevin Kendrick has uh, tweeted in and said he loves the show. Fantastic. Uh, so we'll move on. And who else have we got? What other matches are there?
1: It's your pick, James. You've got Ooh. number one or number three. Okay.
0: So let's go for the NXT Tag Team Title match. Let's go for Young um, Sputade Era. Authors of pain versus strong and done. I think I did well remembering that off the top of my head. But yes, very strange strong and done. Weren't thinking they were gonna be involved in this match at all. I mean sadly were our picked for Dusty Classic, weren't they, you know? Yeah. And they've kinda of done this. Do you think they've done it because of the fish injury?
1: Well, was the pun intended? They've done.
0: It. Oh, so no, no, no. Well, no, the pun wasn't intended. At all. But because of fish, do you think that's why they've changed the match? Do you think they were going to be a, a legitimate winner to the the Dusty Classic Finals and it would just be a two-on-two match. Or do you think it's always been this plan? Tell um, me, Dan, what do you think?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think you know, with because Pete Dan isn't defending his UK Championship, I think they've kind of left it open, you know. So they've got more faces, you know. They've they've added another. Two wrestlers, to the NXT card. So I I think this was kind of the whole show of it. You know, I think this is how it was going to go down anyway, regardless of
0: Bobby Fish and his injury. I I think you're right, Dan. You know, I hate saying it, but yeah. I mean, this one is probably the the, one we're looking forward to the least. I think it would be fair to say. Um, not in a ba- I mean, not in a bad way, it's just like, I know it's going to be a good match, but it's like, you know, all the other four, I'm just like, oh yeah, I yeah, can't wait, and this one's like, yeah, alright, yeah, i just probably have to wait to get into the moment, what about
1: you? Well, again, you know, I was impressed with the Office of Pain versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne match on NXT, I yeah. thought that was a great match until the Undeserving Era got involved, um... You know, again, it's it's a match that, as long as it's not Cole and O'Reilly, I don't care who wins it.
0: Mm. Oh, I, feel, I I feel it is, unless they're going to introduce a new member of the Undisputed Era. You know, um, oh no, I can't do that, can I? I was about to say, just come up with an idea. What about Roderick Strong, team? Pete Dunn joining the Undisputed Era? Would be happy with that.
1: Well, didn't he have a chance to join them before and exactly,
0: didn't? Exactly, he's free-treading himself. And this is what NXT does well. Is that anything that's happened in the past, they stick to that kind of storyline, didn't they, you know?
1: Well, going off that note, there's more chance of him joining the Authors of Pain.
0: Oh, because he did team up. There you go, Authors of Strong Pain reunion, yeah. Uh, but it would be interesting. It would be a great match. I'm, I'm no doubt in my mind. But I'm, are you 100% sure on the winners of this match? I think this one for me um. was the one I weren't sure.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, same, it's it's one of them one that could go one of three ways, I'm hoping it goes one of two ways, but yeah, it's it was quite a difficult one, well, there was two matches I wasn't sure on, and the other one was the Women's Championship, to be honest.
0: Really, really, well, because it, it's built there for Moon, isn't it, to overcome the odds, but, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. We'll see what happens. Like I said, they're all going to deliver. And then finally, Dan, the last match we haven't talked about yet.
1: Yes, and that is the 311 boy, the undefeated, undisputed NXT (laughs) champion of the world, going against another one of my guys, Alistair Black. And I don't know if it says it all, but I'm wearing my Ali B t-shirt tonight, so...
0: I've I've let you not wear the Enzo one as for the Ali B one here tonight because of course you lost the year end predictions and predictions we all place later on. But this must be difficult for you. My guys fight off. You remember last year at NXT Brooklyn? It had it was Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. I was split. How are you feeling now? The shoes on the other foot.
1: Um. Well, again, you know, I think I've kind of taken more to Alistair Black than I have to CN even though CN has impressed the hell out of me he's had some great matches um you know the match against Johnny Gagano for example yes, that yeah. was absolutely brilliant um but you know I'd I'd prefer personally I'd prefer Alistair Black to win than CN but again you know we're all winners if it's a great match and we've seen Alistair Black he's had some great matches Cien, he can have a great match as well. So, you know, both hopefully both of them together can have an epic match.
0: Yeah, well, I I completely agree with you. You know, we've seen how good Alistair Black's been. We know how good Cien is. I think Cien is the most improved guy on the entire roster when it comes to... Um, change of character. you got to imagine CN. it's a bit like the New Day in a weird way of like coming out of this bad, bland baby face being booed and everybody thinking, oh no, it's another Sin just without his mask on, you know, smiling and doing stuff. Uh, it didn't work at all. And then Zelina Vega coming in and basically changing CN and this character and, and the beauty of it as well is NXT, the booking, getting behind the CN character as well and actually giving him victories. Like I was saying, the amount of, Johnny Gagano and of course the victory against Drew McIntyre which was the biggest for his life the biggest fucking shock of my life uh, but CN exactly tonight he could lose a title and hold his head high he's gone for a couple of takeovers as champion he's delivered in ring if he goes up to the main roster I'd be very interested in seeing a CN versus AJ Styles match or you know a, a people like that as well I think it's, it's a win-win here tonight uh, I think Alistair Black is the favourite going in, but it wouldn't surprise me we talked about off-field shenanigans, if that was to happen. Of course, Drew McIntyre, so you knew it would be a takeover without me mentioning him, is ready for action. You know, we're going to talk about tomorrow on the uh, WrestleMania live show about other guys being ready. McIntyre's ready. If he comes back to NXT, he's got his eyes set on CM. but we know McIntyre works better as a heel than he does a face. And, and Black, well, CN... That matches their triple. I, it, it, possi- this is the great thing about NXT: little bit of possibilities. You know what I mean?
1: Indeed, yes. Well, that you know that also goes on to say: will we see anyone in the crowd tonight? I mean, you know, we, we've we've normally seen new wrestlers in the crowd, you know, or people that have recently signed. I know not a lot of people have signed recently, or you know, they've kind of really made themselves known, and it's not the signing season. But will we see anyone?
0: Well, this is the thing, you know. Um, the interesting thing about this is that NXT throws off all sorts of surprises. Now, we've not heard of any signings recently. You know, like we said, we've got Ricochet and EC3 debuting tonight. Do we need people in the crowd? But it it literally could be anyone. Just, you know, I mean, my, the dream is to see like someone like Cody Rhodes in there. I know it's probably not going to happen, but, you know, someone of that ilk to be in the crowd and be like, Oh, my God, you know, he's going to be coming hey, soon. Omega. Yeah, exactly, because at this moment, NXT has been treating the talent greatly, uh, great, and also on the main roster, with Nakamura getting the chance, people at Oscar, the future's coming up now, you know, so um, I'm happy to see it. I'll tell you what you're not happy to see, the fact, <laughs> if we talk about the WWE Network's kickoff show... Uh we see Adam Cole now with one half of the tag team titles over his shoulder. I guess he's gonna have to pull double duty here tonight. We see Basler and Ember Moon arriving as well. Uh but no the title match should be great in the in the main event here tonight. Um and again, like you said, they're they're both gonna deliver really, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so and uh you know uh, out of all of these, do you reckon there could be any shock results? You know, any either quick matches or, you know, just complete demolitions.
0: I don't know. Maybe Alistair uh, Black Sien could be like that, you know, if they wanted to. Uh, like, potentially every match. I think the biggest surprise would, being, would be the winner of the North American title. If Velveteen Dream was to walk away, I, at the end of the night, I'd probably go, oh, that does make a bit of sense, actually, doesn't it? You know what I mean? So,
1: But again, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lars Sullivan, he still remains undefeated
0: he does he does but again exactly it throws up all sorts of things so that could happen just imagine one of the high flying guys going up to get the title slips out and then sullivan's standing there and catches it or like this you know we, we could see anything but i want to go talking about the north american title though i want to concentrate on my guy at this moment in time because he is making his debut tonight so it's, Ethan Carter the third. well 34 year old real name Michael Hutter was born on March 18th 1983 in Wilbur, Ohio after originally working for WWE he shot to fame after leaving the company to work on the independent scene he signed for TNA Wrestling in 2013 and held the World Heavyweight title on several occasions Carter left the company in January and was confirmed his return on January 28th
1: well EC3 signed for WWE as a youngster in 2009 Developmental Territory Florida Championship Wrestling before spending three years in NXT. He left WWE in 2013 and spent five years on the independent circuit before signing for TNA.
0: Well, his title history is a TNA World Heavyweight Champion defeating Kurt Angle July 1st 2015. He's a TNA World Heavyweight Champion again defeating Matt Hardy January 5th 2016. He's the uh, GFW Impact Grand Title winner as well defeating Moose August 3rd 20. And like we said, six foot, 205 pounds. I think he's a little bit bigger than that now. He is ripped, isn't he? Uh, previous names, Dan? Uh,
1: previous names. He's gone as Mike Hutter in OVW, Michael Hutter, Agent D in FCW, Agent B in FCW, and Derek Bateman in FCW.
0: Yeah. And uh, finished the moves, of course, the Mantastic, Sweet Meat Sizzler, the 1% of us, the headlock driver, the leglock, of course, the ECD, which is the Ethan Carter driver. Notable few. Rockstar Spud and Matt Hardy. And EC3 brings a completely different complexion to uh, NXT. A touch of class, if you would. He belongs. He is the one percenter. And he deserves to, you know, push NXT forward and and make it even bigger and better than it was once before. Have you got an argument about that, Dan?
1: Um, I have, yes. And his name is Ricochet. (laughs) He was born Trevor Mann, November the 10th, 1988. So, you know, only seven days after... 3'11 boy himself. Um, his hometowns from Paducah in Kentucky. He's five foot nine. He's 163 pounds, so easily able to get into the 205 Live division. He made his debut on his birthday in 2003. His previous names, Helios, Cameron Locke, and Prince Puma. His favourite moves, the double rotation moonsault, the 6'30", the backslide drive, Shooting star press the sky is falling and the tornado ddt
0: well ricochet is vessel for ipw I, I iwa deep south iwa mid south iwa mid south south deep no, i'm joking shikara dragon gate in japan dg usa and many more companies and easy 3s accomplishments were amazing dan weren't they like i said tna champion i mean how many was on that list i bet you ricochet can't beat that well oh my god
1: let me just take a deep breath he won the Chikara Young Lions Cup, defeating Chuck Taylor. The RPW Junior Heavyweight title, defeating Distin Rays and Chuck Taylor in a three-way match. Dragon Gate open title, uh, opened the Triangle Gate title with Seema and Dragon Kid, defeating Nakoi Tazaniki, Takuka Shigara and Yashuki Kanda.
0: I am impressed you attempted those Japanese names here on the live show. Uh, lots of Dragon Gate opened the Dream Gate titles, of course. Junior Heavyweight Champion, Lucha, Undergra- uh, Lucha Underground title winning, he won it in a Battle Royal.
1: He's won the RPW, the Revolution Pro Wrestling, British Tag Team title with Rich Swann, defeating Paul Robinson and Willis Spray.
0: Yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. Uh, the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling never-openweight six-man tag team titles, um, Lucha Underground title again, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles and the PWG World title as well. And uh, Dan, you've got it's back catalogue, so to speak. And you've pulled... You went through every... Well, you tell us. You went through every single one of his matches, didn't you? And you've selected just a, a few to go through. So why don't you start?
1: Um, Yeah, you know, he's... He's defeated... Uh, well, he's been in a match with Chuck Taylor, uh, Die Hard, Ricochet, Tony Gale- Tony Galloway and Ty Blade in a five-way elimination match.
0: Yeah, that's all the way back in 2006. Like the Mid South, he was in IPW, IWA Mid South. He finally got his first victory, March seventeenth, two thousand six, against Chuck Taylor.
1: Yes, uh, that was in the Mid South. He defeated Vortex, um, him and El Nuevo Rey defeated Double Ninja, Ninja, and La La Pugla.
0: That was in the WWC, in Shakara, Claudio Castaneda defeated Ricochet, and Claudio is better known as Cesaro now. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, you told me that, Dan, so that's quite cool. Uh, IPW, uh, OMG defeated Ricochet.
1: One man gang. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Necro Butcher defeated Ricochet.
1: Uh Ricochet's defeated El Generico.
0: Yeah, that was in involved One in USWO ATL USWO Tag Team Champion match. damian Payne and Josh Crow defeated LT Falcon Ricochet. Um
1: yeah, you know, he's uh he lost to Johnny Gargano for the Freedom Open Gate Championship in twenty
0: twelve. Yeah, he uh I mean there's a lot of Akira Tazara he, he teamed up with Pac, a.k.a. Neville, to defeat Chuck Taylor and Akira Tazara on April 1st, 2011. Uh, PWG, Evolve, HWA, loads of different promotions. Young Bucks defeated Ricochet and Rich Swann in the first round. September 28th, 2013, SWE, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Ricochet. Uh, and in
1: 2013,
0: in XW, uh, WXW, he
1: lost to Drew Gulak as well. Yeah,
0: so this is all the people he's wrestling. And then a couple of major dates, Dan, major dates.
1: Uh, yes, in October 27th, 2013 in RPW, Ricochet defeated Will Spray.
0: And if you want to see a video of that match winning six thirty, go to the WWE YouTube channel, uh, WWE YouTube channel, WWE Network Review YouTube channel and watch it there. And then Rick Schroll and Ricochet defeated Paul Robinson, and Will Ospreay to win the British Tag Team titles. And then, uh,
1: March 16th, uh, RPW, uh, British tag team champions Ricochet and Rich Swan defeated the Young Bucks to retain the titles. Uh, Terry Fraser and Sha Samuels defeated Ricochet and Rich Swann to win the
2: titles. Yeah, that?
0: and again, we've got clips on that. It was the quadruple superkick, if I remember right, for uh, Rich Swan and uh, the Young Bucks. A fantastic match. And like I said, going against the, uh, the late Chris Travis uh, against Austin Aries in IWF. Against Tony Nese nice in involved twenty eight as well.
1: Yep. Uh again he Ricochet finally defeated Drew Gulak to win the vacant H O G heavyweight title.
0: Yeah, he uh he Candice Lorraine Joe and Ryan defeated Ricochet and Rich Swan and Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, so Candice Lange and Ryan were teaming uh to retain the tag team titles in PWG.
1: Um He's defeated Johnny Mundo, who is, uh, of course, Johnny Impact or Johnny Nitro.
0: Yeah, uh, he, you know, like I said, became Prince Puma and won the uh, Lucha Underground Championship. Uh, Like, again, Justin Juschen Thunder Liger defeating uh, Ricochet, teaming up with AR Fox and Juschen Thunder Liger defeating Roger Strong, Christopher Daniels, and Kazarian. It's basically, it's a who's who. Big Damo defeated Ricochet March 16. And uh, um, April 2nd, 2016, WrestleCon, Matt Seidel, a.k.a. Evan Bourne, Ray Mysterio Jr. and Ricochet defeated Brian Cage, Chris Hero, who is Cassie Sono, and Zack Sabre Jr. So it's kind of who's who, who's what in wrestling, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and definitely. Um, you know, and in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Dave Finlay, Ricochet, and Satoshi Kojima, they defeated the Bullet Club, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, January 6th, 2016. Rose versus Ricochet, I mean, he lost, but again, you know, Ricochet defeating Leo Rush. Oh, Drew McIntyre defeating Ricochet. <laughs> oh,
1: it must have been a fluke. Um, you know, Ricochet's defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, again, a lot of matches against... It's basically a who's who of anyone who's been in WWE or NXT.
0: Yeah. And then we get to January 16th, 2018. Take it from there, Dan.
1: Well, January 16th, WWE.com has announced that... Trevor Ricochet man has signed a contract with WWE. And uh, at an NXT live event, February 22nd to the 25th, 2018, Ricochet defeated James's man, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. March 17th, 2018, Ricochet defeated Adam Cole, which obviously, you know, that's not going to be hard. Uh, And March... 28th ricochet was revealed that he'll be the final member of the ladder match at wwe nxt takeover new orleans for the vacant north american title
0: yeah so i mean a lot of ricochet has accomplished a lot in in wrestling like we say he's wrestled everybody there is to know and like we say we saw him unbelievably now uh five years ago i can't believe that that long you know
1: and you know he he was he was a nice guy back then you know he He was very humble. We stopped to take time to have a chat with us, take some pictures with us. He made, you know, my younger brother, you know, our friend's son, very happy, you know, letting him take pictures. They was holding his title and that, you know. Uh, and I also got a very comedic... Well, we got a very comedic fighter with him as well, which it, James will share on the Twitter.
0: Yes, I'll, I'll share both pictures. Like I have say we've got, we've got one with a kid, which uh, Ricochet, just such a gentleman as well. You, he, he, he liked that tweet where, you know, you send out hundreds of tweets to different wrestlers who kind of don't respond. Uh, and Ricochet, he was the first one to do it, you know. Uh, and... He's such a nice guy. Um, we, we know we talk about going into it. And this is the thing about independent wrestling, and this is why NXT is important as well. It's because WWE, yes, it is the biggest and the best, you know. But there is something about other wrestling companies and other styles of wrestling that can be brought together, and NXT has done this perfectly. You know, it is the best independent going. But you have to support, kind of, I don't want to say support indie wrestling, but. Me and Dan saw, or Dan and I, sorry, saw it in our in our local, you know, town nearby in front of, what, how many people? 250 people, if that, you know? If that, yeah. And we see a talent like that, and that's why you go to these events, you know? Think about it like this. You go there. What about if you see a guy who then gets signed to the WWE? You know, Dan and I are very lucky to see countless guys <laughs> go on to have success, have, yeah. you know? From Young Bucks to Marty Skrull to the, the way they've gone now to people well drew mcintyre of course apollo cruz apollo cruz uh, rich swan you know yeah, before, yeah. Or, you know he came through to eight champion as well uh the, the same big demo you know uh, killian dane in nxt and so it's really important to go out there wherever you are you know wherever you are in the world there's going to be a wrestling event nearby you know uh, even if it's a local bingo hall or a church hall or something like this as well and that's what's important and um that It brings a more personal feel to it because you can meet these guys. And, you know, like when you pay $70 or whatever it is at WrestleMania Access to get a signature. With these guys, yes, yeah, it might be a, a 5 or $5 or whatever it is. But you're, you're, you're face-to-face and you have all this yeah. time in the world. Well, you know,
1: you, know, you, you got to have a quick chat with uh, Drew McIntyre. He shook his hands. A couple of photos. You know, I think you also got a T-shirt.
0: Yeah, we got a T-shirt as well. We had a chat about that. Uh, got them to sign my my Rangers top, but even with Ricochet, I mean, should we tell a knickknack story now? Is that well, no, I just I'll just tell it as soon as we are like yeah. So we went there, meet uh, Dan and and a friend of ours as well. Uh, very, very close friend of us. but he's known to have a drink or few, you know. Yes,
1: well, you know, and the <laughs> thing is, he's, unlike myself and James, he's not that interested in wrestling. Yeah. You know, he just went along for the event and to spend time with a couple of mates. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we're, we're, we're sitting down, we're enjoying it. Of course, there's a bar there. So he's at the bar most time, but we sit down, we watch this incredibly ricochet, uh, incredible ricochet match. There's a little bit backstory. We went there because it was near my birthday, and we we're going to go see Colt Cabana. That was who we were going to, Listen to Colt Cabana's podcast. This kind of gave me you know, an idea to start the dub our podcast and stuff like this. Uh, and we went there for him. And then as we're there waiting, um, this incredible match happened between Rich Sean, Rich, Rich one? Uh, Ricochet and Will Ospreay. And it kind of blew our minds that it was that good in such a tiny little environment, you know, because to t- to, for people who've seen these type of wrestling, we had 15 years ago, people like the Bush. People like Earthquake used to come here, and now British wrestling kind of changed, and to have these two guys wrestling, we were like, wow, weren't we? You know, it was amazing. Yeah. So the card continued, and of course, our friend disappeared. Uh, so we're watching all the other wrestlers, and then, well, Dan, you, you pick up the story, that he came back to us, didn't uh, he? Yeah, he
1: came back to us, and Ricochet was at his table, signing autographs after his match, you know, as they all do. And, like, our friend Luke, he looked around, and he that fellow over there signing autographs, he was like, what, ricochet? He was like, yeah, he was like, when I was standing at the bar, I just ordered a pack of knickknacks and I was waiting for my drink to turn up and he'd come and stood next to me, asked if he could have a crisp and he was taking some of my knickknacks. And he was like, oh, I like them. And I was like, "What? so you've just had some FaceTime with Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, off had, and, course, had, and you didn't even realise it. They had
0: a conversation which didn't involve wrestling, you know. He said it went on for about five minutes. Uh and this thing, I remember Colt Cabana as well, my friend went straight up to him, just I was like, oh, god, you can't talk to him. So we had put an arm around the shoulder, whatever it was, right? Like, Come on there. Um but people like Altmore Dragon was at that show and um they got the poster signed actually by Every that was one of the things you've done. That was really nice touch. Yeah. You got everybody who was there to sign it sign you know the post that i got so you got you know Old my dragon you got ricochet you got colt cabana you got um will osprey uh, and all these type of people so it's one of those things that happened on the spur of the moment didn't it come you suppose yeah but, yeah so when it does when, when it does happen it's kind of magic to it you know it's like uh, our, our nxt show we had the love for nxt you know our like when we went to the live show last year and uh
1: Well, it wasn't only that we was out the back having a cigarette. Well, we was waiting for the show to turn (laughs) up, so we's we found a parking space, and you know it started off. I think we went for a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went for a McDonald's, and there was Oscar and Drew McIntyre doing a book signing. Yeah, yeah. what the hell's going on? But anyway, we was back up by the car before the show started, and we was just about to walk round, and then we see a couple of big black coaches pull up. And you know, we being a bit nosy. We wandered over to have a look, and uh, it was all the NXT wrestlers. I was getting off the coach and going in through the back way, and <laughs> we got a few pictures and videos, which are on our Twitter and uh, yeah, on our YouTube uh, channel. But,
0: uh, but uh, honestly, yeah, and uh, we got it from there. And I couldn't believe behind you know behind us because we, we were there, weren't we? It was like, look who was there, Drew McIntyre and Oscar, <laughs> just like,
2: yeah. what's, what's going? <laughs>
0: But exactly. So and it's experience that I did, like say, front row and uh, (laughs) have everything there. That was brilliant. Uh, And you know, love for NXT. NXT always delivers in ring. You know what they've done these past couple of years. You think about the amount of stars that they've lost. You know, we talk about Finn Balor. We talk about Nakamura. We talk about Samoa Joe. Talk about Charlotte Banks, Bailey. The tag teams that have come up as well. It's crazy to think that they still have a show that we cannot wait and we can talk, you know, an hour and 40 minutes about. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's it's good times, isn't it, Dan? You know?
1: Great times, yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about the NXT uh, TakeOver panel that's here at the moment for TakeOver show. It will include commentary from Charlie Caruso, Sam Roberts, and making his TakeOver pre-show debut, former NFL punter turned podcaster Matt McAfee. Oh, I used to have his stuff for the... Uh, he's apparently one of the most popular and outspoken personalities in sports radio. I'll be the judge of that. Uh, so, so far on the. We talked about the Pre show. It's basically promo, 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 promo. Uh, we found out that the six man NXT North American Championship will kick off NXT TakeOver. We probably knew about that. Um, Adam Cole's going to compete in two matches. We know about that. I mean, if you think about what NXT TakeOvers here have done for their kickoff show it's nothing in comparison to what we've just done here Dan have we we've covered no. basically everything you know
1: yeah uh, we've given you nearly two hours of goodness we've given you you know the go home show for NXT we've given you the hall of fame we've
0: yeah you know what What more could we deliver well, I'll tell you what more we can deliver Dan how about we come back tomorrow at 10pm for the WNR's first ever live Wrestlemania kickoff show eh why don't we think that'll be giving them too much uh, you reckon, all right, we'll get, no we're, we're gonna do it we'll we'll be there for you i mean and not i mean tomorrow we said tonight's show is great and it is don't get me wrong but tomorrow's going to be the best podcast of all time uh what have we got tomorrow down on the kickoff show
1: uh well we have got cedric alexander versus mustafa raleigh for the wwe
0: cruiserweight championship We've got
1: the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and we've got the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal as well.
0: Yeah, and we've got the Mixed Match Challenge Final. We've got 205 Live, which features a great match for Kalisto and Buddy Murphy. And, of course, uh, a lot, lot more. All the latest news. We're going to have a few games and everything like this as well. And plus, Dan, you've got huge news as well for tomorrow.
1: We have indeed, yes. I'm leaving the podcast. (laughs) No, you're
0: not. You're not.
1: um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a new debut on the podcast.
0: Yes.
1: It is gonna be the debut of Do you want me to do it? You do it. Go on, All it's, right. it's it's been your baby.
0: I've promised it and I've delivered it. The W R promises, the W R delivers. That's our tagline and we always stick to it. Uh we are having tomorrow. We're going to have a brand new theme song. We are. We're going to have the announcements tomorrow. We cannot wait for that. So we are, tonight, today on this episode, going to say goodbye to our old theme tune. Because we, tomorrow we are going to unveil the brand spanking new one. But before we say goodbye to the WWE Network Review theme, we got to say goodbye to each and every one of you. This flies by the WWE Network View live show. It really does all the time. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, 10pm for WrestleMania, WNR, hashtag WNR Live. We'll have the links and everything like this on our Twitter feed and, of course, Facebook. Um, that's it. Dan, final thoughts on NXT TakeOver before we leave?
1: Um, no, I just hope the whole card delivers. Uh, and, of course, I hope that the Undeserving Era walks away titleless.
0: Yes, that's that is your hope. But we'll see if it delivers or not. And, of course... We're going to bring you the live show tomorrow. And then WrestleMania will be on a Wednesday. And then next, takeover New Orleans will be the following Wednesday. Because sandwiched in between that, we'll have Podcast Extra. And that, of course, will be the Raw Smackdown after WrestleMania. That's our schedule ahead. But that's it for now. Don't forget you can follow us on... Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland, and we're trying to do as much uh, live tweeting and stuff like this as we can do from now on. we also got a friend on Twitter who's a bit lonely at the moment. Yes, we have. It's Mini Chris
1: Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place, and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Yeah,
0: across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review and Google+. Send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook...
1: Yes, Facebook, come and find our page and give us a like with the WW Network Review Podcast or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Yes, uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. Where we've got clips like Ricochet 630. We've got... Uh, Jared getting an RKO from Dan. We've got Oscar versus Ember Moon. And we've got the podcast going up there at the same time as other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also, Spreaker Radio, where you listen to us live now. And we're tomorrow at 10 pm for WrestleMania called Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Like I say, tomorrow 10 pm, we'll be back. But for today, that is it. I have been James Rowlands and as always, always joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, buddy. And Dan, let's say goodbye to the old theme tune. Bye-bye, old theme tune.
1: Goodbye, old theme tune.
2: Goodbye, old friend.